This is Todd Wright, and this is your up-to-date Tampa Wind Cup podcast, formerly and also known as the Todd Wright Lightning Playoff Podcast. It is presented by both Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area. Do not worry if your legal issue uh, did not originate within the city limits of Brandon, Florida. You can call Brandon Legal Group, and remember, they are a full-service law firm, so you need not ask what type of law they specialize in. 844-4-BLG-4-ME. 844-4-BLG-4-ME. Call anytime for a free consult, Brandon Legal Group Services, the greater Tampa Bay area. I took Colin, Sean, and Jeremy over to Pin Chasers earlier this week. We had lunch. Love the pizza. Bengal Ralph, who plays in every Todd Ray Tour golf tournament, and his family has been bowling at Pin Chasers for a long, long time, always told me that I would like the pizza. Bengal Ralph, you are correct. Uh, we had a great time. I always enjoy going bowling at Pin Chasers. You can also go on uh, various promos. Um, Wednesday night, Dollar Yinglings. Thursday night, Dollar Miller Lights. Um, they do a pizza bowl night. It's either Monday or Tuesday where it's unlimited bowling and pizza at the same time uh, in the evenings. There's always promos going on, uh, it seems like, at all three Pin Chasers locations in the Tampa Bay area. I don't know if it's fun for the whole family, but it seems to be fun for all ages. I can tell you that from my experience with what I've seen in my various trips to Pin Chasers and my golfers always enjoy the opportunity to win bowling parties for the office, a cyber bowling parties for their kids and their friends' kids, or just some free games to go into Pin Chasers, get out of the heat, and uh, just enjoy bowling for an hour or two. East Pasco, 6816 Gale Boulevard, Midtown, 4847 North Armenia, Veterans Location, 5555 West Hillsboro. Thank you, Pin Chasers and Brandon Legal Group for sponsoring the Lightning Playoff Podcast. Well, I'm reminded of a funny thing Charles Barkley said. The first time LeBron James got to the NBA Finals and Nike had started and I believe done all that season, a campaign based around the word witness. There were these black shirts, and the only thing it had on the shirt, might have had a swoosh on it, maybe on the sleeve. Uh, there was one word on the shirt, witness. And the idea was um, that you are all witnesses to what LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers can do. And I'll always remember LeBron getting to that NBA Finals because they ended the run of the Pistons, which had started surprisingly, what, five years, four or five years before, a few years before, um, when the uh, Pistons then, not the bad boys, that was much earlier, uh, took out the Lakers with Carl Malone and Gary Payton and Shaq and Kobe and denied the Lakers a fourth straight title with that group. Um, then we get to LeBron scoring 25 straight points in a game in Detroit, and Cleveland goes on and goes to the NBA Finals. And then they run into the San Antonio Spurs. And the Spurs win the first two games at home, 
And then they come into Cleveland in game three and they win big. And at that point, everyone, it's confirmed the series is over. Uh, And Charles Barkley said about the witness campaign, we are witnessing an ass kicking. Now, it took me a while to get to my point, but bringing it back to the Lightning and the Blue Jackets, that's what this looks like. We are witnessing an ass-kicking. The last five periods of this series, Columbus has outscored Tampa Bay 9-1. Of the nine goals Columbus has scored, they have come from nine different players. The Lightning's vaunted power play has no goals in the series. Not a one. Against the Columbus number two penalty kill in the National Hockey League. Based on Bobrovsky winning games one and two, he now has as many wins since the beginning of the regular season as Andre Vasilevsky. And the last five periods, Bobrovsky has made some big saves. He wasn't tested very much in game two to the credit of the guys playing in front of him. And even when the Lightning had open nets, Tyler Johnson, Steven Stamkos, they failed to hit them. Instead, Stamkos hit Braden Point's skate, and Tyler Johnson hit the glass behind the net. Meanwhile, Vasilevsky continues to give up soft goals. Soft goals and goals from Columbus players who've got a nice, clean look on them. So they are bad for multiple reasons. The Lightning are not taking care of their own zone, and it's not like Vasilevsky is bailing them out. That's a bad combination. And you have the Lightning offensively beyond just zero power play goals in this series for their special teams. There's not a lot happening, even strength. You had the Kalorn shorthanded goal that started the series that seems like so long ago. Listening to as much audio as I possibly could from players in the locker room, lightning locker room to John Cooper in his official post game press conference. And also the comments of, I mean, I worked with Bobby, the chief Taylor uh, on these uh, on the radio broadcasts previously. I've known the chief a long time. Uh, Andrew Chuck has some things to say. 
He's paying attention. I, I don't know what Adam Hall is doing on the set. I, I don't. Um, listening to Brian Engblom on the last call show with uh, Chris Thomas's former producer, Matt Salmon, head of Lightning Broadcasting. Here's what gets me about all of those people I mentioned's reaction to this. I said after the game one, at least the chief was pissed. Good thing he didn't swear. He doesn't want to lose his job. But you could tell the chief was pissed. Um, now, we know when Kucherov left the ice, he was pissed. He also could very well be suspended for game three based on what he did uh, in his final act on the ice in game two. I'd say there's a 51% chance Kucherov will be suspended for game three. But I heard from Stamkos, Point, Girardi. I'm trying to think if there was one more. Well, I mentioned Cooper. First of all, I give credit to all of these guys for being up front, speaking to the media about how they're in this 0-2 hole after what they did in the regular season. They are the fourth President's Trophy team to open the playoffs with two losses. It has been done three times before. Um, two common themes from everyone I just mentioned who I heard from the Lightning side, not talking about the Chief or Andrew Chuck or Engblom. I'll get to that. But as it relates to the Lightning players that I heard after the game and John Cooper. Very professional. Not emotional. Um, very matter of fact about what has happened. Also, there's conflicting information. I'll get to that in a minute with uh, something Brian Engblom said on Matt Salmon's uh, post-game call-in show. Um, I don't think the Lightning have any explanation for what's going on. Braden Point kept saying, we can't look back, we just have to look ahead. Um, okay. Are you learning anything? Well, no, we're not looking back. We're just looking ahead. Okay, so if you look ahead and you try to do some of the same things in the next game and they don't work, then then what's your move? Well, we won't look back to game three then, and we'll just look ahead to game four. Um, they don't know what hit them. And look, I agree that you know, John Cooper 
went out of his way to say at his postgame presser that he doesn't want to be behind any other bench in the NHL. There's some irony there. Yeah, I get that. Um, you got any answers? Uh, I know there's been some you know, changing of the lines, or but uh, you guys have any answers here? I mean, you're acknowledging that there's another team out there and Columbus is playing very well. But it doesn't feel like, first of all, other than Kucherov, who's angry here? You know, when, and I said this on a previous podcast, when the Caps went down 2-0 to uh, Columbus, Ovechkin stood up and said, we're going to come back and win the series. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically did. I, 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 don't, I don't hear that. I don't see anger. I see a lot of very level-headed, yeah, here's what they're doing, and we just got to look ahead. Um, do, you, do you have another way? What's going on, guys? Now let me get to, because there's a lot wrong, and it's happened fast. One of the things that Brian Engblom said was that the Lightning are going to need to figure out a better way to attack the other end. Because they can't use their speed to get through the neutral zone. And they're not being able to uh, get the puck deep in the zone and then set up and go corner to corner and back to the point. And they're still trying to do that, and it's not there. And then they're forcing it, and then the Columbus counterattacks uh, leave the Lightning scrambling, which is why Columbus is getting so many easy looks at Andre Vasilevsky. So when a Lightning player says, well, we just got to keep doing what we do, um, or John Cooper talks about um, what the Lightning have done. Do you, do you have any other game? Can you play another way? Because clearly, and credit Eric Erlinson, he tried. And even prefaced when saying to John Tortorella after game two, I don't want you to give away any secrets, but what have you done to, and Torts is like, we're just uh, going out and playing the game. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, Torts is too smart for that. Because what Columbus is doing is working. And it clearly was a scouting report that they are following uh, to the T. They didn't in the first uh, period of the series, but the last five periods, it's working. So I guess that's where 
I wouldn't be too optimistic if I were you. Because you've got nothing to go on going into game three. That things are going to look any different. Because Columbus has now won nine of ten. Nine of their last ten games. They they won seven of the last eight of the regular season. Columbus's penalty kill, we told you here on the podcast before the series started, second best in the NHL. Lightning have no power play goals. Columbus is very aware of the Lightning strengths and is playing with a tremendous amount of discipline and attention to detail in making sure the Lightning cannot do those things. The Lightning don't seem to know how to handle that. And they're pushing even harder. Well, this is what we do, so we'll just have to try harder and push harder and skate harder. And it's, Cooper said, it's making things worse. So what else you got, guys? Do you, do you have another plan? Is anyone on this team going to stand up the way Ovechkin did and say, we'll win the next two and win the series? I haven't heard it. And what does it mean that Kucherov might not even be out there? Torts refused to speculate. He said, um, the video will speak for itself. Torts fully expects Kucherov to be suspended for game three. Does that change anything the Blue Jackets will do? No. But it, you know, much as the Braden Point fight took a 40 goal scorer off the ice for Tampa Bay for five minutes, uh, a one game suspension to Kucherov takes the Art Ross trophy holder off the ice for an entire game three when the Lightning are down 2 0. Are the Lightning better than this? You're damn well right they are. But if they can't figure out another way to either play their game or win a hockey game, they're done. And, you know, even Andrew Chuck said, this is a very good point. If you're a Lightning fan saying, well, Okay, so we don't have an Ovechkin who stood up immediately after the game and said in a television camera, we'll win the next two there and we'll come home and you know we'll win the series, which they did. Okay, so what? We don't have someone who said that. But clearly Columbus has blown a 2-0 lead before in this situation so they can do it again. You don't think they know that? You don't think Torts is going to remind them of that? Oh, and let me add one more thing. And for some of you who have heard me harp on this, I hope you knew this was coming. No team added more people before the trade deadline than the Blue Jackets. Name me a playoff team that did less at the trade deadline than the Lightning did. Because they did nothing. The Blue Jackets added... To be better. To 
to perhaps add people that can avoid blowing a 2-0 lead in the first round against a very talented team, which is what they did last year. Uh, The Lightning do nothing. Last year's trade deadline, nothing. Last year, re-signing Boyle after whatever you did trading him away two years ago. Nope. Off-season. It was all Carlson, 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 Carlson. That didn't happen. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Um, Well, how about this year, the trade deadline? Go out and get someone who has won a Stanley Cup. Nope, don't need it. How did what did Cooper say? We did something by doing nothing. Mm. Doesn't look that way to me. And then the announcement that Cooper's contract had been extended. You know, someone who would know texted me today and said, yeah, even if they lose in four, they're not firing Cooper. I'm not implying they will. But that will be the last five years with what most consider a roster where you have enough to be a Stanley Cup contender and how many cups will you have won if you lose this year? The answer is none. A lot of questions. And I guess the most disturbing part for most of you is I don't I don't hear any answers coming from that room. And it's doubly worse when no one in that room has won a Stanley Cup. That's bothersome. The podcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area and by Pin Chasers with three locations to serve you, uh, your friends, date night, family night, big outings. When it comes to bowling, 50 lanes of bowling at the Midtown location, 4847 North Armenia, the Veterans location, 5555 West Hillsboro, and East Pasco. Ray is a manager for Pin Chasers. He told me on Wednesday, because I haven't been out to East Pasco yet, at 6816 Gale Boulevard, he said 38 lanes of bowling at East Pasco. Also, Brandon Legal Group, remember their phone number, 844 for BLG4ME, 844-4BLG4ME. That's enough for now. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you after game three.